Morning Face. I'm Dr. Kim Lannon. I'm here with <clears throat> Lou Blasey. I'm going to be nice and calm today. I'm just going to introduce you as Lou Blasey because I'm Dr. <laughs> Kim Lannon, your daily game face. Yeah. I'm here to make everybody healthier, happier, and happier and healthier. It's not how you came in. <laughs> <laughs> it is how I came in. You are so You sensitive. weren't even in the room before you started. <laughs> I came in the room and said you're in trouble. No, no, no. You said I was in trouble coming up the stairs. Oh, you could hear me coming up the <laughs> yeah, stairs? Yes. <laughs> That's very good hearing. Well, you know, I have to tell the, the listeners that you actually had the door shut of the studio today on me. And yeah. then when I opened it, you said, oh, I didn't lock it soon enough. I heard you coming and I was in trouble. Oh, so you uh, I was trying to scramble for the door lock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I realized that you have shell shock from some kind of repeated habitual trauma of being. Oh, yeah. Chronic trauma. <laughs> being sensitized to people saying that you're in trouble. Yep. <laughs> So I used to say it's my fault. It was part of my job description. Yes. Well, yeah. I said it's all, I did say that's all your fault. Yep. Yes. I had, I have someone in my life that um, I haven't seen in a long time, but it was a kind of a running joke between some of us and our family members that it was like, uh, to me, it was always like, it's all your fault. I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So that's kind of a, a longstanding thing. Yep. It's all your fault. Hope you're happy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so here we are. And, I sound like this today. Can you hear it? Yes. It sounds weird. It sounds very weird in my ears. So I could say that it's your fault that I have a cold. I do not have COVID. So that for all the listeners, like, oh gosh, she has COVID. No. First of all, I've tested myself up the wazoo to make sure I don't have COVID. But I'm actually going to blame this on John. I hope you're listening, John. Wait a second. So we put up the Christmas tree. And yeah. I have I have really bad allergies, as you know. Yeah. And um, so it's kind of a funny story because we put up the Christmas tree and John on whatever Sunday, Sunday, Monday, put the branches and I'm allergic to pine, just so you know. Okay. So you put the branches. <laughs> you're allergic to pine? Yeah, I'm allergic to everything. All the hiking you do and you're uh-huh. allergic to pine? Well, I'm not, yeah. I'm not hugging the trees when I'm hiking. I understand. You know, but... so it's okay. Yeah. But when you, you know, cut them and you, like if I touch a pine tree and like get like little prickers on, you know, from the, from the pine needles, I can get high V and break out. Really? Anyway, yeah. too much information. So who's anyway, allergic so... to pine? What? Who's allergic to pine? Me. <laughs> God. So I'm also allergic to oak. I'm allergic to maple. So mm-hmm. anyway. So he put the pine needles. Poor John. I'm going to throw him under the bus on this one. You're a Darwin Because it started fugitive. on the day he did this. So he yeah. put the pine needles in the oven, you know, because it makes that. Oh, my God. You've never done this before? No. So you put them in the oven in a in a pan with water and you heat it up to like 250, 275. And you let it run for, you know, a few hours. The whole house smells like Christmas tree. It's amazing. But this, he doesn't know this you're allergic thing to I've pine. Going on is the yeah. result of this. What he doesn't know you're allergic to pine. Well, yes, oh. but we weren't thinking it was going to have this because usually it's kind of like okay, I get a little raspy and I usually probably pass it. Yeah. No, so yesterday, yeah, so this is the residual two days later. So yesterday, I started, um in the morning feeling like really bad. Hi, Cam. And um, Cameron's at school listening. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> supposed to be listening Excellent. to his teachers, but hi, Cameron. That's all right. Um, but um, yeah, so yesterday I went to the office and and the house was still residual, obviously, from the pine. And as the day progressed, I was draining and I didn't have anything. So now I've got all this stuff in front of me. See, I'm going to blow my so, nose during. And so I had a new client yesterday. Get this? Yeah. So this new client comes to me, but she's, thank God, she's a referral from another client. So she's already been preloaded like that, you know, from this other person that knows me really well. Thank God. So I'm trying desperately at like five o'clock ish afternoon to 
keep it all together because I'm draining and I can't yeah. breathe. And I'm, and of course, you know, every single person is like, you have COVID, you have COVID, you have COVID. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. And if you'd seen me yesterday, you would have thought I had COVID. So, <laughs> so I opened the door and I'm like, Hey, I'm bubbly and nice to meet you. And I'm like, I'm probably not going to be able to talk very much. And I am definitely not even talking this fast yesterday. Yep. And I said, I'm probably not gonna be able to talk very much today because I have this little allergy thing going on. And right before she got there, I was sneezing. <laughs> I just couldn't stop. I just could not. Yeah. And um, so this poor woman, I feel very bad for her. She talked the whole time. Thank God. But I think I got 10 words in because <laughs> my throat was so sore because I was draining and didn't have anything to fix that at that time. Yep. And that's really too much information. But nonetheless, I'm at the end of the residual of the no more pine in the house. So the pine, the tree's up and that's fine. But the burning of the pine you know, yeah. in the oven did this. So you're obviously have some allergy issues. You think? I have this at home too. I have. I'm allergic but you to have, how many cats. cats I have five. Do, I'm going to say, how many cats do you have? Five. You know where they sleep? In your bed. On my face. On your... <laughs> yeah, I get the same situation. It's like everyone's complaining about allergies. It's like, you got two cats. Five. Yeah, you've got five. Yeah, but I'm used to the cats like doing that. So I've built up the, I'm not used to the pine tree being yeah, in my true. oven. So the cats don't bother you anymore? Um, depends. Um, it depends on if like I rub them right after they've washed because of their dander and stick my hands in my face. Yeah. That's all I get is uh, I'm having allergy issues and the house is dusty. Two cats. You can solve that problem. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can Low. solve that problem. Shave the cats. I have a shaved cat. You do? Yes. I, I shaved the lion cut on Sophie because she's a little oh, yeah, to yeah. herself. Remember? She has rhinitis. Yep. And she always sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> now my listeners should be like, "Wow, yeah, we've gone right off the rails." But she does all night long. She's like, because <laughs> she's allergic to herself. She has rhinitis, but she is allergic to herself. So we have to cut. She's a very long-haired Russian blue cat, mm -hmm. and so we have to shave her and trim her because she's she's hairy. Yeah. You are a Darwin refugee. I'm what? You're a Darwin refugee. Oh, you're thanks. allergic to trees. I am. Yeah, I'm allergic to lots of things. I, you're I not you're trees, not meant though. to survive i don't know i'm i'm tough <laughs> yeah mm. i'm very tough so anyway so it was it was a funny story so i had to, i i had to um i had to figure out how i was gonna not die this morning but i'm fine i figured this would pass and you've cleared up you sound sound good okay and i'm also blocked in my hair what i said you you cleared up at least your voice is cleared up and you sound good yeah yeah oh yesterday was bad yeah that's why everyone's like, you have COVID? You know, I, I said to someone this morning already, I said, I had to answer that question probably a hundred times yesterday. I'm like, no, I don't have COVID. No, the week before for me was brutal you know, doing this job with, with a cold. For you, yeah. Yeah. And plus, you can't get a cold these days because it's the same thing. You got COVID, you have if COVID. you got COVID. It's like, mm -hmm. no, I don't have COVID. And I know tons I of people cold. in the past two weeks that have had head colds. You yeah. and then the person that just wrote in, <laughs> I know he has he had a head cold. Yeah. And lots of people have had head colds and got tested and past because everyone thinks oh god so but and then i had a friend who was i my was first in contact test with the got whole... covid again she's gotten mm -hmm. twice that was my first test of the whole covid experience you just just now that, recently yeah when i when i got that cold that's oh wow the first time i got tested that's the first time you tested yeah i thought you tested to go to your son's graduation no i had to get vaccinated oh vaccinated. my son's right. graduation all right yeah. well good thing you're vaccinated but I haven't got the booster shot, which I'm being shamed for, too. You do what you want to do. No, I... 
want to talk science? <laughs> no, I'll probably get it. I just. <clears throat> I think you should do whatever you need to do for yourself. What feels right for you? I'm still going to give you science, though, but not today. No, I just want. I I don't care about the science. I, okay. just, I just want to live in this society. So, and I want to be able to come and go as much you as possible. You don't want to be shamed. Is that what you're telling me? I don't me? want to be shamed. I don't want to be hassled. I don't want to be. Did you Shut swear? Up. Did you swear on my show? Hassled. Oh, I thought you. <laughs> I, you know what I thought you said, right? I know what you thought I said. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. Seven second delay. No. No. <laughs> Darn. Um, that was pretty funny. See, my ears are blocked. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not really sorry. I and I didn't saying. get any reaction to the first shot, so the first two shots. So I'm, I'm, I'll probably go in and get a booster. I had a client have their, they have their booster yesterday, and they didn't have any reaction to the first two, but they had a reaction to the booster. Oh, great. They threw up. Oh, yeah. They threw up for the booster. Yep. Was it a Pfizer? Yep. Oh god. Yeah, but I got Pfizer and I was fine. Yeah. I never had any issue. <laughs> I went smooth sailing. John's like, that's because I'm a tough nut. <laughs> Like I prepared. I'm like, I'm gonna get a day off. No, it didn't happen. No days off for me. So you know what? How's your water intake going? My water intake is going good. Yay! Yesterday I was, yesterday so was not a good day, but I did very well other than that. And I'm I'm getting used to it. I'm ramping up. See? Yeah. It's not that hard, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time in the bathroom for a while. But... Just for the first couple of days, right? Yeah. Yep. Right, that's all it takes to adjust. So for people that aren't knowing what we're talking about, I started last week's month of December talking about micro goals, getting mm -hmm. yourself ready to start something new, not waiting till the first of the year to do it so that you're starting small and you're doing something as a goal once a month. Mm -hmm. We're going to do monthly goal and or weekly goal. In your case, we're starting off with water, increasing mm -hmm. your water intake. Yeah, relatively easy with some benefits. Exactly. Yeah. So, and so you've added in half your body weight in water, or at least tried. Yep. On a daily. Oh, no, I've been good. I'm... You're being successful. Yep. You visit the bathroom a lot. Yeah, less and less now, but I'm. That's good. Yeah. And how, do, and so how does it feel? Like, what has changed or what does it feel like? Um, I, I'm using it. It's working well to control my hunger, especially the, the late night stuff, you know. The binging time. Yeah. And I'm a grazer. In the dark time. I've done a lot of grazings, you know, for a number of years. So it gets tough after supper when it's like that four or five hours before you go to bed, mm -hmm. trying not to hit on something. But the water's helped with that. Just a little tough because I picked it up in the winter. Now it makes me cold. But Well, you know, you can warm your water and put lemon in it as mm -hmm. if it was tea, but not put tea in it. I put a little flavoring in it. What are you putting in it? Yeah, one of those... Um... Is it miso? Oh, the with mios. The, mios. The mios. Yeah, with the. I don't know if you can warm. That would taste. With the vitamin. Uh, warm. The vitamin one. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's good. So. And I think I asked you this before because I've have I have a very ridiculously expensive water filter, in my house. Yes. Um, alkaline make a difference. Alkaline level. It does what make a difference? Does it alkaline level? Does it make a difference? No. No. Yeah. It should. It shouldn't make a difference. Yeah. No. I mean, unless you have lead <laughs> in your water. No, it shouldn't make a difference. I, although you can buy, you know, there's specially bottled alkaline waters and other waters. It really doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I don't think it really makes a difference. I think it's good for marketing, though. Yeah. It makes for pretty bottles. Oh, yeah. You know, electrolyte water, and it's called electrolyte water. I mean, certainly Pedialyte. Yep. But alkaline doesn't really matter. But I think if you have that really great filter, use that. Yeah. 
perfect. It's a good so, filter. I don't know about the alkaline level of it, but the filter is good. It makes yeah, tap well, water it's taste purifying good. the water. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. Are you gonna stick with this? Yeah. Good. Now, are you ready why to add not? something would, new in? Why not? It's really easy, and like I said, it has benefits, right? I love that. Yeah. See, and and did you have any hesitation about it? So that for the listeners who are like, oh, I don't want to start doing that because it's hard. Well, yeah, I mean, I've tried it in the past and I've always found it tough to drink a lot of water, but I just, I've spread it out through the day. I try to hit a little in the morning, you know, mm -hmm. like I'll try to hit like 40 ounces in the morning, get all, you know, like, as you said, front load it. Right. And then fit it in the rest of the day. And you know, this stuff, I have tea, I have 20 ounces of tea every day. So that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Very so. good. Is it decaffeinated tea? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Because mm -hmm. if it's caffeinated, you have to add back in water. Yeah. So that's very good. So, and now do you, um, how many days did it take for you to sort of start adjusting to the, going to the bathroom? Three? Three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three. So that's, yeah, it's roughly usually people report two to three days before they regulate out. And I'm surprised how easily that acclimated. I'm, I'm surprised how easily I acclimated to it. Cause your body, that's what your body wants and it's used to it. So it's, it will really quickly adjust. Mm -hmm. So very good. Yeah. So I like it. That's an easy one. That's the one everyone should pick it up because it's easy. Uh -huh. And it well, helps. that's why I said last week to start with something really small mm -hmm. and make it tangible yep. and that you can have success. And even if you don't have, you know, say you're say you're 200 pounds and you have 100 ounces of water to hit a day, even if you hit 60, 70 or 75, like if you're getting closer to it, then it's better than what most people do. And my practice is when I say how much water you drink, <laughs> zero yeah. Yeah. Like, or, or a bottle. And that's a bottle that they carry around with them all day with one and it never finishes. So I think that if you can be mindful, which is the the uh, December theme is being mindful of um, and aware of certain things that you can make changes in, that would be fantastic. So, so I keep in mind the equation all the time. I was, I was laughing. I was thinking of you last night because we went, to, we went out to dinner and I was sitting there and I ordered the um, I ordered the French dip. Yeah. At it, which was like a little meat shave meat sub with uh -huh. O juice. And then I said and I was debating it. And I was telling my girlfriend, I said, I don't know, the bread. She goes, The bread's the problem. She goes, You got this, you got cheese. I goes, Yes, but cheese is worth it. Yeah. You know, the bread is not bread worth isn't... it. You know, I, cheese is not something I should probably be eating, or I don't well, need a ton the of cheese. Cheese would be better for you than the bread. Yeah, well, I enjoy cheese, so it's worth it. It's like the bread is just bad for me and I don't get any enjoyment of it. Right. Well, and the, but the cheese is a protein source and a yeah. fat source. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's a, you're not eating it all the time. But the bread, did you eat the bread? No. Good. No. Right. Yeah. The meat source and the cheese was fine. But that, that equation of whether the effort is worth it or not and the effort to drink, you know, 100 for me, 100 ounces of water, it was worth it right. because there's enough benefit to make it worth it. It's not that big a deal. Right. Yeah. It's just right. a matter well, you're not of determining to, to do whole it. dietary structure yeah. around. You're not changing all your foods. Right. You're not cha you're not doing anything that's not simple by walking past the faucet and getting something or grabbing a bottle and doing it. It's so simple yep. and it's such an easy change. You know, people make things so complicated in, in health and wellness that it's not necessary to have to do all that. Yeah. So now are you are you going to add in anything else this week for I anything? Don't know. What do you got? Um, well, I don't know. So what kind of change would you like to make? So we'll use you as the catalyst for other people's changes the um again the thing for me is uh the, is the after supper time and eating there because i would sit there and i would graze and mm -hmm. i i have trouble with that so that's something i'd probably like to address okay so i'd like to find a way to 
suppress that. The water has helped. Right. But. So, so good. So a good way to do any kind of suppression of that is making sure that you're not starving yourself all day. Right. And then eating at night, like your dinner. And then, because now your body's still wanting more calories, right? That's what happens. So making sure you're eating your, you know, your breakfast, your lunch, or your middle day. And then when you get to dinner, you have good protein source. Protein is going to be your friend in terms of keeping you feeling full. Yeah. It's going to help you burn any kind of carbohydrate that you've had and like all the vegetables being there. So, you know, you want your big rainbow on your plate that makes your body, you know, and your mind feel good, but you want your piece of protein, whether that's tofu or so if you're vegetarian or if you have meat, fish, chicken, turkey. Um, and that right there, if you have that good size amount, then it should be fine. And then give yourself a little time and have water after. Mm -hmm. And then, so if you go to, if you eat dinner at seven and you are giving yourself like an hour, don't eat for like an hour after if you want, like really push it out. So you have your water, push it out. And then if you're going to have a snack, pick something that you know, isn't just to go grab because you're picking and grazing, plan it out, have apple slices, apple slices with peanut butter, you're adding protein source and you're at, so you're not, eating mindlessly and then because mindless stuff is the the high salt high sugar yep. high carb soothing foods that will make you keep coming back so if you eat an apple great nutrients and with almond butter peanut butter or whatever butter then you're going to have or cucumbers and you know i'm not a big fan of like um ranch dressing because yeah. that's obviously yeah. sugar yeah. Yeah. but cucumbers and you can you know dip it into like hummus or something that's going to give you some feeling of fullness because you're not eating probably because you're hungry, you're eating because you're bored. And so once you have a couple bites, usually you put it away. It's when you eat the Pringles yeah, or the Oreos that you go through the sleeve kind of thing, because it's feeding that say it's feeding the opposite end of the spectrum of, of all those things. So if you give yourself dinner time, I'm going to back it up even further. When you sit down for dinner, mindfully eat like psychologically, mindfully eat, be aware, take time so many people sit down. I think the average people, the average that people take to eat a dinner is seven to eight minutes. Yeah. I'm a quick I mean, eater. it's really yeah. fast. Like people, you know, just go, 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 go. Your body doesn't have time to register, which I've talked about before. Your body doesn't have time. Your mind doesn't have time to register in the hypothalamus, which is your emotional center that your body's done. So you'll keep feeding it, feeding it, feeding it. And then when it really is supposed to be done 20 minutes later, it's re re hungry. If that's a word, re hungry right. again, because it's, uh, the the mechanical structure of it for timing is off. So being mindful, like making sure that you talk, take a bite, you talk again, take a bite, chew. You know, there's all kinds of theories out there that you should chew 30, 30 yeah. times per. Uh, I've tried that. Yeah, it's that's hard. You know, but if you're just mindful that you're enjoying it, like look for the flavor, the taste, talk about how it feels, like talk about your day, but spreading it out so you're making your your actual food lasts about 20 to 25 minutes. I think that's a really great tip. When, when I was losing weight, it, I did the apple and peanut butter thing all the time and the yeah. apple and hummus and mindful eating is so important because you take the apple and you sit down with it and you have to cut it and then cover it. It's a, it's a process. So you, you can't, it's not just like regular snacks that you just wolf them down. Dip in a bag. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, and so, and so what I get a lot and, and I can hear people already out there saying like, oh, I don't want to do that because it takes so much time. It's easier just to grab something. Well, if that's, that's the, the case, point, yeah. you, pr you prep it. So you have it, you know, I have, I have multiple clients now that keep the stack of Tupperware 
So they have like raspberries, banana, like all cut up for yep. themselves so they can just grab. So they're not in that mode of, wow, it's so much effort. And then they grab for something else. Yep. Well, the other thing is don't buy these something else. So it's not there. You know, that's super um, important. It's just so not important. having it in the house. Right. Don't have it yeah. in the house. Yeah. Um, I do have clients that will say, well, their husband or their wife will go out yeah. and get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the middle of the day, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night and they'll go get, you know, pretzels. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it, stick to your plan. So if your micro goal is to, here's a great micro plan for people for like health and wellness eating, plan out those little snack bucket items and put them in little containers or little baggies. Do seven days in a row, seven for night, seven for midday, whatever. So you have them with you so that it, when you really want it, you have a variety because you don't want bananas three days in a row. Right. You don't want apples three days in a row. But grab to make something for every single day. People always say, oh, I, and I have tons of people say, oh, I got a whole bag of almonds. I ate them all. <gasps> That's not, <laughs> you can't do that. You can. Yeah. I'm sure it tasted fantastic. The problem is, is that's too much of the almond. So you're not really needing that much. So having, you know, 25 almonds or like a quarter of a cup of almonds and then having an apple, like, so you're looking to trade out, like, don't just do one snack like that and then have it fill out, you know? Yeah. What? Nothing. Oh, I'm going to blow my nose. No, I'm uh, very, um, huh? I'm very calorie conscious. So I probably do starve myself a little bit going in i mean i don't stab myself i don't feel it that way but i i don't blow calories so right. and i when i'm working out i feel that tug too where i always want to eat more right you know when i'm when i'm my, when my routine is good and i'm working a lot i always want to eat more right and so that's why you should eat like a little bit of something before if you're working out so that mm -hmm. you go in and burn and then within 30 minutes have like a protein source after so even if you have like a little you know i love those little squishy gels of like almond butter or you know something that you can just have quick yep. um and if not you know if you have like hard-boiled eggs with you so that your body isn't then going into burn mode 30 minutes after that you haven't eaten and then you're starving or that you're going to go to dinner and then you're going to eat a thousand calories very easily because you've banked yep. air quote, banked them all day because you're now your mind is is wanting and your body and it's, it's sending the message like oh i'm so hungry and i need to feel fulfilled and if you have any emotional stuff going on at the same time it's like oh you know it, you know holidays especially because yep. people are feeling like oh i worked out i feel good i'm gonna go have this this and this and an eggnog and <laughs> and all this other stuff and yep. then then afterwards they feel yucky there's always christmas cookies around and i know those type of things i know i know clients keep bringing me christmas cookies i love them but uh, yeah, i don't I love my butt they're just in front of you you know and it's just like it's hard it's hard to pass on them well i'm a sharer now i never used to be a sharer because i used to i have clients that like are really good bakers mm -hmm. and they bring, and i'm like i can't i yeah. love it i'm gonna eat everything and then i'm gonna share share and share like so i have one and and nibble how do you think about because I love peanut butter and that type of thing, but how do you how do you feel about the powdered um uh, peanut powdered butter protein peanut butter? Yeah. Um it depends. So I'm a I'm a brand snob on those things because I think that some of them are made really, really well or good and some of them aren't. So I think if you pick a good brand, I'm a big um I like the Vega brand. Mm -hmm. Again, not getting an endorsement for them, but I like the Vega brands. Um and they're I, if you've if you've tasted a variety of them, some are really nice and smooth and like they taste good and they and they're well made, and some of them uh, they taste like pasty. I use the is it PB PB two? Huh? 
I use is it PB two or yeah 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 PB two. I do yeah, that, that one. A, that one's good. It's made well, so because, I, I think it's fine to put that stuff in. I'm I'm all about really trying to find your natural sources to get that. And if you have to add in a protein powder or something like that, that's fine. But try to get it from natural sources the most possible way you can, other than being processed out. But that's what I would use for quote unquote peanut butter when I was right. doing okay. the apple and things like that. And what I liked about that product was the ingredient list is peanuts, right? Salt. Basically, right. that's it. Right. And no, and that's and that's that's why it's a good it's a good product. And it's, it's forty five calories per serving as opposed to one hundred and ninety. Ninety. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's and it's it's certainly better for you than you know picking up a Jeff? Snickers bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So so I think it's it's fine, but you know, always trying to find those natural sources. I think people make the mistake of of thinking because it's powder or it's a protein or it's that they'll put it in everything, and you can't. You really shouldn't do that. So you can't, but you shouldn't do that because your body doesn't process it like that. So people are like, oh, it's healthy. I can put it in my shake. I can put it in my yogurt. I can put it in. Oh, oh no. I, I, the only other thing I use it for is oatmeal. Sometimes I'll put it in oatmeal. Put it in, right. Yeah. So, you know, it's just variety. Yeah. Think variety. Think variety. Think variety all across the board so that you have no issue yeah. with, you know, the, the calorie burn how it impacts your mental health and your mood because mood is such a big regulator yeah. by food and exercise. Right. So, um, and when you're, when you're micro goaling and trying to really contain what you have in control of these things, like the water or some kind of food item, you know, really keeping in mind, like what, what is it that it's going to do to your mind and your body? That's part of that mindfulness piece I was talking about last week is how aware are you of what you're utilizing from external internal and how is it impacting you so are there good stress foods um so, well there are so there's lots of different theories on that yeah. so but i have i have some i think citrus is a good stress food right things that have vitamin c however because if you have certain types of medication you can't have certain citrusy foods like you can't have grapefruit right so certain types of things because there's an enzyme in it that counter counter indicates on it so you can't but so you have green leafy vegetables um kale spinach um avocado good stress food good because they're antioxidants right yep. um you know remember the big thing about acai remember the yep. acai and people ask me about that and i'm like eh, it's kind of hit or miss on the research you know it's a good marketing tool um it certainly tastes good it's not bad for you but i don't know if it's tends to be high sugar tends to be high sugar too doesn't it sometimes Where it's presented. Yeah, yeah sometimes yeah um but finding things that are uh you know anything to the ground is going to be a good stress food so in terms of plant-based stuff so meat not not stress food not no, those protein sources no but if you have like just good fiber um anything that has like uh no processed oats Things that are going to make your cholesterol be, you know, flat. Uh, things that won't raise your blood pressure because they don't have salt in them are going to be your your better bets. Nuts. Um. Yep. So yeah. nuts. So the I I think of nuts on a continuum. <laughs> and there's so many. There's a double entendre here and there. Yeah. <laughs> there's nuts are on a continuum. Yeah. You go. Uh, so, um, you want to take and look at your nut products because they first of all they impact the brain differently and how they are functioning. They have different protein levels and content and um, protein and fat content. And so like your macadamia nut is going to be really higher in fat and your, and your almond is not. So your 25 almonds is not going to equal 25 
macadamia nuts. So you have to know your nuts. Yes. <laughs> and so um, they're, but they're really good for stress in terms of um, lowering all the different chemicals in the body. You know, they're, you're not going to take an almond and feel like de-stressed, right. but your chemicals in your body are going to regulate around whatever's going on to make you maybe feel better. Whether your mood's off a little bit, maybe your sugar's low, um, maybe you're feeling agitated, angry, things like that. So um, if you do your, you know, you do your research on which nuts you like the most, um, you're certainly going to find, you know, almonds are going to probably be your better. Almonds, pine nuts, um, pine <laughs> as I drain yeah almonds pine nuts um walnuts I tend to put over on the side with uh macadamia because they're they're high they have a higher fat and salt content and if you're going to eat peanuts eat them dry natural no salt added the products that they make now with like wasabi salt and all that stuff they're great yeah but you're adding in like I, I think one of the bags I saw a couple weeks ago when I saw it I picked it up for the holidays to put out like and I said ooh had like a thousand per serving a thousand milligrams of salt sodium yeah. in it i was like oh my god and it's it was only lot. like 10 yeah. i'm like oh forget that because it's just a salt lick and then the more you put that out the more people want to eat more stuff i don't want to i don't want to be a perpetuator of that the medley that i'm buying now is uh, dark chocolate cashews walnuts and uh almonds yeah good. Oh, cashews so cashews are really good for you mm -hmm. and they're really good for brain power they're higher in fat. So just always keep that in mind. It's along with like macadamia nuts. They're, yeah. they're super good for you. But like if you, you know, if you're not a milk drinker and you drink oat milk or cashew milk or almond milk, that's great. Now the sustainability of those nut trees and everything for producing that is probably going to run out because it's so popular, but yeah. those are, those are super good for you because they are full of anti-stressors essentially, you know, the nut family. <laughs> it's, it's funny for me to say it because, you know, it's yep. the business that I'm in. It's funny how you gravitate towards stuff that you eventually need. Right. Right. Well, because your body knows your, yeah. your, your emotional yeah. and your physical health knows what it needs and what it wants. And if it doesn't have the resourcing and you don't have the, what I call the exposure base to get it, then you go to what, you know, kind of like if you're always, you live next to a McDonald's or you've lived next to a Whole Foods. Boy, there were a couple stories about McDonald's out in the last couple of days. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh oh. About just how. Uh, I don't want to get into it. Well, not that they're going to sponsor us anyway. <laughs> they're not going to sponsor us. <laughs> but just me. how toxic the beef is that they use, the, the processing of the beef and things like that. Yeah. Yes. The, it was scary. The process, the processing of, of fast food is yeah. quite something. Well, I have, I have, when I teach my intro class, when we talk about food and how it impacts psychological, right? Um, you know, one of the, one of the predominant ingredients in the French fries is cellulose and cellulose is tree bark. So the French fries in said fast food restaurant yep. are made of tree bark. Now, so you're still eating plant-based, just not potato. <laughs> right. So, and it tastes really good. And people are like, well, why does it taste so good? Well, it tastes really great because it's in that oil and it's still plant-based. And yep. they add a little bit of, you know, potato flake or whatever they do to it, but it's, you know, tree bark yeah so it's like and then so i have this client she's very cute she's very funny she's a young girl she's on the spectrum and she always asks me about food products because she's, she's when you have asperger's it's a high functioning level of autism and yeah and very very intelligent so always asking very inquisitive deep questions about lots of things and sometimes she asks me about food and she loves the haribo 
gummy bears, you know, the, yeah, yeah. the little the teddy yep. gummies. So a couple weeks ago, she was asking about them because we were talking about, you know, she's on medication. She doesn't want to gain weight and all this. And so I told her what was in the Haribo <laughs> gummies. She almost fell off yeah. the chair. She's like, what? So she was floored because people don't realize that it's made with animal byproducts like, you know, hooves and hooves and paws and intestines yeah. and that's what gelatin is and they just add flavoring and food color and all kinds of other stuff and she's like i'm never eating those again <laughs> i remember i don't want people to quote me because but the story that i read the other day was about some someone doing a podcast or a talk show was talking with or writing a blog was talking about mcdonald's and the stuff that was going into it and they sued them i guess and they lost right uh and but part of the description is what a chicken mcnugget is and it's like so they've changed that oh so they've changed what the chicken McNugget was to what it is now. So the chicken McNugget, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I did. No, The chicken please. McNugget used to be pressed chicken parts and stuff. Yeah. And now it's actually, they use full, according to what they report, because I follow this stuff all the time, they use real chicken, like full like breast and cut it up and make it. So Well, thank God. It's real chicken. Right. Because they because that stuff came yeah. out, because they did, you know, there was those series back in, you know, within the past 10 years of all the things, you know, like the, you know, the Big Mac that would be put in the back of the trunk of the car and still three months later would still be fully intact. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of like you can clean your toilet bowl with Coke. Yeah. You just put the <laughs> Coke in it, cleans the bowl. Imagine what it does to your stomach, right? Clean your chrome. Yeah. I know. Right. Uh, not that anyone um, has chrome anymore. <laughs> so, so, so taking those small goals. So let's go back to the, cause yep. I wanted to say a little bit about Two more things about this. So primary and secondary sourcing. So when you have a primary source of control and a secondary source of control, you can take better action on your micro goals. What that means is your primary source is being able to what do you have see what you have control of in your environment that you can actually make changes, whether mm -hmm. that's financial, relational, um, food, yep. weight, exercise, whatever that is, right? So really looking at your externals. What do you have control over that you can take control over? and then make a change for yourself. Then your secondary control is your internal. What do you have available to you to change the way you feel about a situation? Like we were talking about relationships last week and sitting yep. at a dinner table and disengaging from certain types of conversations or not getting involved, but looking within to see, can you, and will you be able to flip something in your head enough emotionally to not have to react versus respond? So when you're trying to make these micro goal changes and add them in so that they accumulate and get to that big goal of whatever it is down the line, it's it's really looking at, okay, how do I control for these two things and balance them out? Right? Yep. And so, what I like about the what I like about those two thought processes, mm -hmm. if you can accomplish them, is they apply everywhere. Yeah. And you get better and they take a bigger role in your life as you right. go. Yeah. Right. And so, and that's why I think it's so important for people to realize that if you, if you don't worry so much about what the goal is right now, but look at like, what do you have control of and what do you have control of inside? Because people, human nature is that we separate these things out now, whether it's because we've social media it out or normed it out, or we don't pay attention and we just kind of go with the flow, like the herd or whatever, but it's really looking at for yourself, your own lane, imagine yourself standing in the lane all yep. by yourself and saying, what is in my purview of my external environment that I can actually change or I can make a change to? And then, oh, and how do I feel about that? Because that's what I have control over and how do I make the change? So um, if, you know, going like, say, well, let's do fine. We'll stop picking on food for a while. So we'll go to financial. 
So if you go, it'll be really food related, but so you go to Starbucks, Starbucks is eight bucks, eight bucks a drink sometimes, right? So you do that seven times, a, seven times a week, $56, yep. you know, whatever. So your external, what do you have control over? Okay. That doesn't mean you have to go cold Turkey. People always do all or nothing distorted right. thinking. It means if you're spending $56 a week times, right? 52. Yep. And then you do the math. Split it in half. Start off by saying, I'm going to split this in half. So that means I'm only going to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Like, because you want, plan it around something that's always realistic for yourself. When people do, I'm going to go cold turkey on something, it usually doesn't work. Why? Because it's going from everything to nothing. And so there's this, this deprivation and starvation yep. across the board, whether it's financial, like you, you were spending all this money, now you're not. You're eating all these things, now you're not. You're exercising all the time, now you're not. So, and that's what people do, and it just doesn't work. Austerity and depriving yourself, doesn't you can't sustain it. Right. Yeah, no. they th talk about a lot of this stuff as willpower, and willpower will get you so far, but it can't be sustained. Right, because it has to have, so willpower, we all have, we all are really well equipped to have strong willpower. Yep. It's a matter of how are we taught to access it? Like this is a yeah. skill to access the willpower, right? Is the external internal balance. And and then how how are we then supported by the environment around us? But you denying know? yourself is, is a tough road to go. It's more of what I talked about earlier about everything's an equation. It's like, yeah. well, I want this, but is it worth it? Or right. uh, do I get a bigger benefit by holding off and doing something later? Or, you know, it's all the equation of, of what your priorities and what's important to you. Well, I, I so to that point, I think, yes, that I'm going to go to a, a an example of a client that I have that ha will say that they haven't really had the experience yet of feeling what it feels like to be at their peak yet. They want it, yep. but... There's the but, the yes, but syndrome, but they haven't really gotten there yet. And they, they know on paper how to do it. We talk about it ad nauseum. We plan it out, but the actual feeling has never been there. And the reason why I point that out is because it's so hard when you go with what you know, say you, you know, going back to eating again, cause it's so yep. easy. Um, well, you know, it's Christmas and we're going to eat that. And I'll start on the first of the year and, and it's, you know, it's just going to be an extra piece of pie and then I'm going to have that. So the, this person, and like many people doesn't have the feeling of what it's like to say, I know what the reward of not doing that feels like. Yep. So that feels better than this. So the reward is theoretical, right? which makes it so less, less of a priority. Yeah. Feel it yeah. like we, I can recreate it in myself just by thinking about it. So can you, because yeah. I've been there, done it, walk the walk. So, yeah. so that has helped my brain retrack into knowing, oh, I know how to get there and I know what to do to do that. And I know that I can do it this way and this way and, and be fine. Whereas people that haven't had the experience and there's so many people in the world that have not had the full on experience yep. that they go, well, it can't be that much better than the, the experience I'm already having. So I'm just going to go with that because eventually it will come. And by that point, osmosis has taken over, right? Cause yep. nothing happens. And, um, you know, either the fight, their finances have dropped, their relationship has ended. They have become either anorexic or they're obese. They're, yep. The extreme ends of the spectrum start to happen because they have, I, I don't like using failed, but they fail to tap into the resource of being able to actually 
Well, that's why setting know up what the experience is like. You don't have to know what the experience is. You just have to trust the process because it will happen. Then you'll have that feeling and that feeling will come right back to you. But I think you do that by setting up and knocking down small goals. Right. And getting like, for example, if you if you need to lose 50 pounds and when you get five pounds down and you feel the reward of that, it's like, well, I set my mind to something. I accomplish it. I can check it off. I Five pounds. Yay. Have a party. Right. You know, I don't eat a cake, but have a party. It, those right. those goals start to build on themselves and you, that you get a little bit of that reward. It's no longer theoretical. It's actually you see the reward. Right. And I think that the our culture is such the impulsive. Instant gratification, unfortunate, that's and that's the part of the mental health, the brain part that is so impulsive that, well, I'll do it now and I'll do that later. And unfortunately, the I do that I'll do this now because I'll do that later that later doesn't come typically. And that's where people get themselves in trouble emotionally and physically yep. because their, their best selves are constantly being challenged on a daily of, uh, you know, I don't know if you have this experience, but I know many people and I've done this probably in my head much younger, but you know, today's a new day. Yes, it is. But today's a new day and I'll just start tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just start tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, yep. tomorrow. And you realize, wait a second, there, yeah, yeah, and gratification year passes you, and what yeah. and that's what's coming up now in in the next two weeks of my practice. And I've already been talking about it that oh, my whole year has passed me by, and what do I have to show for it? It's that, um, a bird in hand is worth two in the bush in terms of gratification. Right. People go for the instant gratification, right? Because, um, you, you know, like when I sit there last night and I don't eat the bread, right? It's a minor thing, right. And it's, there's not going to be a tangible payoff for it, but by the same token, there is a payoff for it. And it's, well, it's saying, part yeah, of there's the a tangible payoff for yeah. it because you don't feel the weight, the weight of the, of the, of the mental feeling Yeah, and you don't feel the weight of the bread on you. Yeah. Yeah. So when you went back to, and you're talking about, and I think this is so important these days and as part of today's society is attenuating your attention to all your stimulus. We get a ton of stimulus and like for... I shouldn't be telling these tales out of school, but my girlfriend was traumatized the other day because in her late night reading, she came across the early Russian space program where they shot dogs into space yeah. and didn't bring them back. Right. Right. And she was traumatized by it. She's upset by it. She's losing sleep about it. And I have no reaction. And she's getting on me for having no reaction. It's like it was 60 years ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't do anything about it. I, I wouldn't be sending dogs into space, but it happened 60 years ago, you know. I can't put any, in my mind, I can't put any mental energy towards it. I don't right. like it, but it's useless to put mental energy right. towards it. And she's spending a lot of mental energy on it. And I think we need to do that with everything, social media, um, that just stimulus is coming at you all the time. What you pick up and what you don't pick up on is important. And being well, able yeah. to control that is extremely important. Because so, so when that Oreo is in front of you. Right. You have to be able to attenuate that and focus on something else. Right. So there's a really great experiment. If you've never seen it, um, have you ever seen the little kids that they put the the two different age children? The marshmallow experiment? Yeah. Yeah. The marshmallow experiment. Or you can do it with Oreos. You do it, right? Yep. And to see, so the cognitive development level of, of kids and how, you know, they sit yeah. there and you can tell their brains are going like, what do I do? And for those you know, who don't know, they put a marshmallow in front of a kid yep. and they say, you can eat this marshmallow now or not eat it and get two marshmallows. Right. Right. But you have to wait till I come back. Right. Right. And then they, uh, they um, studied how the kids dealt with that right. question. Yes. And it's, and it's fantastic because it's exactly to the point of what, yeah. 
I'm making now and what you were just talking about that it's, it's the primitive part of the brain, the young, the young one Mm -hmm. that really goes and will be like, Oh, forget it. I'm just going to eat it. And, and you can see it if if anyone's listening and you want to go watch it on YouTube, it's super cute. It's super funny because the little, the littler ones who don't have the cognitive skill set yet, there's one that actually does, but usually, you know, they're just like, eh, they eat it. And the other kids like, Oh, you're going to get in trouble. You're not going to get two. (laughs) And it's, it's amazing that, but then you know that, that, that other kid eventually can be in that same spot that won't necessarily hold, but they're more likely to, because that's the whole thing about the predictor is that what personality and what type will be able to impulsively hold for something that they want more of later down the road. Wasn't one of the findings there that the kids who didn't, who were able to wait for the second marshmallow controlled their sensory intake yes. they did not look at the marshmallow right they found other way they they, they directed their attention other way they distracted themselves yeah. right so that and that's and that is why when you asked me at the top of the show about like how do you not binge at night is distractions so yep. after dinner hour at least an hour in between find something to do drink water keep yourself busy in your head. And, and then if you really have to, then you go yep. to something you've already pre-planned because you're trying to put distractors in, whether that's doing a puzzle, talking, walking, you know, watching TV, whhatever it is, but something that's not keeping your mind focused on the food. But the whole the mental health thing. game is attenuating your focus, isn't it? It's, 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 it's a, a mental it's health a, game. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about attenuating your focus. And, well, that and, goes to the, for and, the primary sourcing, right? So yeah. if you, if, exactly what you have so control, taking control yeah. of your environment so that you're not actively upset by something. It's kind of like when people drive right. by an animal that's been killed on the side of the road. I know this is weird, but it's no, if I, you don't, it, you can, you will not have the emotional impact in the same way as if you directly look at it. Yep. So if you look elsewhere and you just drive by it, you go, oh gosh, what is that? Then it doesn't impact you the same way. So it's the same exact thing. Is If you're not focusing directly on it, then you're not going to have the issue in the same way. Or if you're not living it. So proximity is another thing too, a piece of this for goal setting. Addiction, we'll take addiction. If people who have addiction live next to the packy, that's a problem. Yeah. Or if, you know, initially if they're not doing, if they're not sober and they're not in recovery, it's very hard in environments for people who are alcoholics and drug addiction sufferers, right. To be around the neighborhoods that have their sourcing. So it's the same thing. If you're in a neighborhood of bakeries and you love going to the bakery, same thing. If you're in a neighborhood of pizza shops and you love going to pizza, same thing. So it's about attenuating your focus to, I know that that's there, so I have to go the other direction, or I have to be able to really say, that's not going to be what I'm going to be doing. Um, so, so using the addict um, as the metaphor is, is, or the examples, um, we often will say, you can't go back to that same environment because the proximity that you're into your dealer or your drug source or your alcohol source right. is, yeah. you know, or you live next door to the casino, <laughs> that's a problem. Or it's on your phone. Or, or right, or yeah. your phone. I, you know, it's interesting because you know Hoda Copy on today's show. I'm sorry. Do you know? <laughs> did I speak in different language? It sounded like it for a second. Do you know Hoda Copy? She's the anchor for the Today Show. Oh no, Jenna, I don't, I don't with know Jenna. Um, yeah. Bush. So she went on a retreat for I think ten days, and it just happened to be that I just saw this yesterday. She went on a retreat for ten days, no phone, and she came and she was talking about it yesterday about how she didn't use the word attenuating focus, but she said the 
amazing feeling it was to not have the phone, mm. not have any access, not have any input, and that she's hoping she she said I'm hoping that now that I'm back I I'm gonna limit yeah you know that every time it bings or every time that like, I'm not gonna do that and I think that that's super important I I mean I try to do that as much as I can I mean it because it's just so pulling yep. for distracting from your goals um, and also for people to understand like TV social media eating while watching or or doing things while being emotional and you're doing it on your phone it's it actually makes you more likely to pick poor choices do things that are unhealthier you're going to see something you're going to get marketed towards you yeah and you're going to go towards it stuff gets and put in front of you so yeah. if you're on instagram facebook tiktok and twitter and you're bouncing and toggling back and forth and then you know if you're dating apps and all the other apps you're you're just bombarded all day long with negative 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 because many people watch the negative stuff which I don't allow on my phone, yeah. right? Because I keep, I try to keep everything good. But if you're a person that's like, oh, because you hear all these things, or you know, people that listen to like lots of like conspiracy theories, it's all negative. Yeah. And so what it does is it impacts your emotional center to do unhealthy things. But ultimately, the goal is, I mean, you work on that. But ultimately, the goal is, and meditation is the far end of this, but you can do it many steps before meditation. Is the ability to attenuate your thought process right. in other words you went back to seeing the animal hit on the street and i've done this a hundred times and if you focus on it it will affect you yes so the ability to just let it flow past you mm -hmm. is important and it's first you start with controlling your sensory input right. but second you hopefully you develop the point where your thought process can be you can let a thought flow by you right you don't have to dwell on it you don't have to take it in you don't have to like you know, there were seven dogs lost in the Russian space program. It's like, okay, you know, not great, but I got to deal with it. Yeah, I'm here. And I challenge everybody, if you think of your best moments, your two or three greatest moments in your life, the yeah. things you really go back to that you really hone in on, it was because your focus was there. Yes. And everything else dropped. Right. You had the phone, but you didn't care about the phone. You know, the COVID was still going on, but you didn't care. You would with somebody you loved doing something you liked in an amazing situation. And you were just there. Right. And your your entire focus was right there at that moment. Right. That's the that's the basis of those memories. Yes. So try to create that as much as possible. And so that well, that's to the point where I was making about some people don't have that. Yeah. Like, even though I know that you're Oh, saying, they've all had those moments. Well, but they, they right, yeah. but they don't know how to access that. Right. Like, well, you would think everyone has those moments. It's hard for some people to pull those moments up, but the accessing of the feeling and getting that yeah. to recreate. So you, so yes, that would be a great way to get there is like, think of one or two of your best or greatest moments or the best feeling you've had and what it was. And that that's what you're aiming for. People have a hard time it's getting to that because it's hard to pull for, um, when you have 500 negatives and you have the one yeah. or two positives to have it not outweigh. And so it's weeding through all that, um, and it's particularly tough Oops. this last year, year and a half, two yep. years, because you've been bomba bombarded with stuff that legitimately needs your attention, but swimming in it all the time right. is very detrimental. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, and people and, are reading COVID stuff all the time, and they're getting freaked out by COVID stuff, and it's like, all right, it's oh, I there. Have clients yeah. contact me all the time to act to ask me about, I'm, I'm their fact checker and I'm like, stop reading. Yeah. Stop reading stuff. I get these crazy cockamamie like studies and stuff. And they're like, can you read this? And I'll be like, I, I glanced at it and just no. 
Yeah. Stop using Dr. Google. Stop. <laughs> the, yeah. You know, and I get at least one or two a week. I'm like, stop reading. Stop going on Google or Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah. It's true because people are getting all, you know, yes. But your feeds, everything about social media is designed to be sensationalized and largely negative. Right. That's well, what it so, feeds and on. So that's, that's to the point of like, your, ah, there goes my, um, to my point of externals. What is she doing? She's taking her keys back that I got your tissues with. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't bring them back to her. <laughs> I knew I heard her come in. Yeah. Um, hi, Steph. Yeah. Um, the external drive or the external thing that's happening around you, you have that's where you can take your secondary resource and say, okay, my external is really negative. You have to be aware that it's negative because yeah. some people are in living in their negative all the time and have no idea that it's negative, yeah. which is really common. And then be able to then flip that and say, okay, I'm going to now make that into something different because I think I've talked about this before, the Pollyanna people are like, Oh, you have to be optimistic. And yet looking at the good side or looking at optimistic things or being like positive doesn't mean just sugarcoat. It means really looking for what is going to go well today. What do you want to go well today? Not being, you know, getting up and being like, Oh, hmm. yeah. I'm Eeyore. That's my Eeyore moment, right? Yep. There's many people who wake up as Eeyore. Why bother going out when yep. you just have to come back, right? Versus Tigger, which is up, 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 yay, right? Yeah. So I have lots of Tiggers and I have lots of Eeyores, right, yep. in my in my practice. And I'm try I try to get the Tiggers to have like a little bit more Wise Owl and Piglet. Yep. And usually my Eeyores don't need a lot of Wise Owl because they have Wise Owl, but they need more Tigger. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I use my Winnie the Pooh metaphors to get people to look at their their external and internal outsourcing pieces to figure out how are they viewing the world. So their goal, so their goals can be reached because their perception of what's out in front of them is so much a part of why they are stuck yep. or why they've moved as far as they have and then haven't moved any further. Um, and then, you know, and then, you know, obviously there's things that get in people's way. There are obstacles that can't be moved. And then you have to figure out, okay, how do you get around those? Right. Um, but when it comes to here we are coming into the new year and people want to know, how do I make these goals? Stop looking ahead to these big you know, whole, you know, goals, just small, little teeny little, let's just do a week at a time right up to New Year's. Cause now you've got a nice little speedway going in that you're going in on a track, not waiting. You're waiting for the first, you're <laughs> waiting for the first, you're waiting for the first. And then it comes and it's like, Oh God, now I have yeah. to start because now you've already started the water, you know, maybe saving a little money, don't go into don't go to Starbucks as much, it, whatever it is, or saving money aside. You know, I'm trying to teach a couple of people how to like, you know, take 50 bucks a week and put it aside for the next year and see yeah. how that ends. You know, it's just little things because you change up your your daily because yeah. you want to save money or you want to lose weight or you want to. Um, when my daughter was young, 5K. when my daughter was young, I kept focusing on her, her on not living paycheck to paycheck. Right. Put something aside so that you don't have to wait for that check when right. it comes right, right. and how, what a big game changer that is because it changes your whole stress level mm -hmm. it changes it changes everything right. and again that's a relatively small goal because you can do it with you know very little austerity right if, if you want to if that's the goal and but the rewards are incredible and it, once you get out of that point of living paycheck to paycheck it's it's a whole different ball game and your stress levels go way down but controlling that negative input with my kids when they were young it was always my thing was unnecessary hard don't right. take on unnecessary hard. Right. There's stuff out. There's plenty of legitimate hard. 
you don't go looking for stuff. Well, I think, and given what you said, that given that we're a week away from like Christmas, yeah. unnecessary hard, and I and I oh, so many times in the past week, unnecessary hard to keep going out and spending more money yeah. on more gifts because you think that they don't have enough or someone doesn't have this or so, and you've already spent in your paycheck to paycheck, and 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 I and I can't stress enough the if you have kids or you have people in your life, it, not everybody has to have equivalent amount of money spent on something. It doesn't have equal. It's, it's such yeah. a mindset that gets people in so much stress at the holidays about, well, I spent $300 on that person. So I have to spend $300. It's like, don't, why do that to yourself? It's not about that. It's about, you got something for someone. Well, that's that resolving really, your own issues, isn't it? Right. You, it, when you were a kid, you right. thought your sister got more. Right. Yeah. So it's about really, you know, yeah. And, you know, and you have people in your life that get disappointed or you have people in your life that feel like, oh, well, you gave that person more. I mean, that's a whole other issue. But if you're spending money that you don't have or that you do mm -hmm. have, that you're going to beg Peter to pay Paul back and Michael and Sue and yeah. whoever, you know, down the line, you're you're putting yourself into such a position that you're really not controlling for what's coming anyway, because the person, if the person's going to be disappointed, they're going to be disappointed. Yeah. If it doesn't matter, you could spend a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars. It doesn't matter. Because if it's there, you can't control for that. It's going to be whatever, you know, even if they get everything they want, it's yep. going to be something. And well, that's if I've got the concept correctly, that's what you talked about. It's primary control or not. You don't have control over their reaction. Right. You know, right, right. So. And it's so it's 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 a disappointment. It's it's kind of like the end of the Christmas story when he doesn't get his Red Rider BB gun. And yeah. It's like it's you know his dad says, "Oh, did you get everything you wanted?" And he goes, "Yeah, kinda." And he's all disappointed, right? And you know, and then in real life, that would be the end. Yep. <laughs> but in the course of Christmas story, he's like, "Oh, there's something over behind the thing," you know. And in he gets Ralphie gets his Red Rider BB gun. He but shoots his eye out. In what? <laughs> and then he shoots his eye out. Then he shoots his eye out, right? <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the icicle. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't it, spoil it for anybody. But I know. Yeah. If you've never watched it, oh yeah. well. Um, so it's but it's that whole thing of it's disappointing if you don't get what you want, but even when you do get what you want, they're still disappointed. Some it's it's just it's never enough. And we're it's don't lose the Christmas spirit or don't lose the holiday spirit or the just the giving spirit. It should be every day. That's why I'm saying, like, don't wait to January 1st for New Year's resolution. It's every day should be something that you're working towards moving forward anyway. So why wait three weeks for it to come? Why wait for why wait for your life to start in June when summer starts? Because you worked out and made your body better. Whatever it is, yep. it's all these things. I'll start my life when I start college next year. I'll start my life when I have, you know, children and I get married. Like, yep. wait a second. You know, that's 10 years down the line or four years down the line or who knows? It's, it's don't wait, do just do keep doing and moving forward. So making small little goals, you know, pick a, pick a um, tip of the week, pick a, an area in your life that you want to change and make a small goal financially, relationally, yeah. um, uh, food, exercise. So if you're picking financial, do something, cut back on something, just one small little thing, save some money, put that aside. Um, uh, if it's uh, food, we've already added in water or cut out white bread yep. for whatever as a start. Um, if it's relational, you want to have like some kind of better relationship with someone, you know, maybe, you know, communicate with them more 
or say something different than you used to say, or yeah, break a cycle, change, yeah, change break, a reaction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exercise. You're not an exerciser and you don't want to do exercise, but you know, you need to get up and move, go up and down your stairs 10 times today. It's not about being this epic marathon running Olympic athlete superstar on television. It's about how to make your life better because everybody that I talk to, I think from like morning to night, pretty much that I've ever met wants to make their lives better. Yep. I, I don't know anybody that I've ever met that says, yeah, I want, <laughs> want my life to be worse. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are people that shoot for right the down whole, the center of mediocrity, but and the whole resolution premise is problematic, especially when we're talking finances and weight. I mean, we focus on those because those are big concerns for most people, but you go on, on January 2nd and you walk into the gym and you get people who've been in the gym and all of a sudden you're comparing yourself to them and you see how stark you're, you know, you, you don't measure up to them or you start to you take a financial course, or you read some articles and that people are talking about having boats and yachts and, right. you know, taking big vacations because they do this. And it's like, God, I'm just trying to pay my electric bill, you know, and it gets really discouraging early. Because right, you're socially comparing. But you're, yeah. So see, and I go into the gym on the 2nd of January and I get annoyed because now the, all my machines oh, are taking. God, yeah. People are coming in and start working out. Yeah. It's funny. I've, I've had that thought in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's like, I got to get it in now because I mean, January is awful. Walked in, I'm like, yeah. Why are all of you here? Yeah. You must be listening to my podcast. That's what I say in my head, you know, in my fantasy life. That yeah. Oh, you're all listening to my podcast. That's why you're all here. Because yeah. you weren't here two weeks ago. Yeah. And that makes it public. The whole weight, weight exercise thing becomes public. And you're in with people who are in the gym all the time. And right. it's just, it's just it, too much negative input. But hopefully, mentally, you can avoid. You can right. just ignore them that negative input. Well, Don't that's, focus and that's, on it. So, so all kidding aside that when I have people that have not been in the gym and, and, uh, and, and my friend who passed away this past summer, one of his big things and God love him. He would say, you know, I don't want to go in cause I am self-conscious and th until I lose weight, I don't want to go in. And I say, don't worry. No one's looking at yep. you. It doesn't matter. There's people all different shapes, size. It doesn't matter. No one's looking at you. You know, the only thing I'm looking at is you're on my machine, <laughs> you know, so, so going back to the king is like, I'm not looking at you, like what you look like, how you're working out, what you're doing, what you're wearing. I don't care. You're just on my machine. Yeah. So, but, but if you do have and a I used thought, to say that to him, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'd rather you just go and stand at the doorway than not, you know, I'd rather someone go in and walk around the gym one time because once you get there, as we've talked about before, yeah. you're going to go. It, but if you have a thought at all about those people in the gym, and you're right, nobody does. They're all, you know, going through their own little hell. <laughs> but you're thinking, yeah, good for you. You know, yeah. no one has a negative thought to, to those people. It's like, yeah, great. Yeah, I think, I, and I think, you know, there's all, you know, there's certainly always a negative Nelly in the gym, or someone's oh. probably judging, but you yeah. probably don't know them. And yeah. who cares? I mean, really, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's nice to be saying social things like, hi, I say hi to everybody in the gym. I don't know anybody Yeah. because I don't want to know anybody. <laughs> no. and that, you know, I just want to go in and do my thing, but I'm friendly Yep. because I mean, I'm not there to look at anybody else. However, it is, you know, somewhat entertaining sometimes because, you know, it's like a, it's a wonderful area and arena for psychology. You know, it really is people yeah. like dating and hooking up and flirting yeah. and that's my i get great entertainment there but i'm not looking at anybody working out because i don't really care for me the only thing i pull out now is encouraging stuff because i'll see someone older than me out yeah. there working it's like yeah great you know i can i see I a can man that comes to, into my continue gym to do this at night and he goes roughly two and a half three hours on the treadmill on an incline every yeah. day wow every day and he's i think he's like 84 every day yeah good for fit, him fit 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 
super nice guy. Don't know his name, but he's in there every day. So, you know, the cast of characters that come in. Yep. And that's what people look at. They don't look at like, oh, you're so fat or, oh, my God, look what you're wearing. Nobody's doing that. Nope. If they are, they're not saying it. And they probably are, but I don't hear it. And so you just have to turn a blind eye to that stuff because your most important thing is you. Are you taking control of yourself? And you don't, if you're not going into your gym, then go outside and walk. And if you tell me it's too cold out and you don't want to walk alone, find somebody. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's always a reason why you can't. Kind of laugh, but go to the mall. Go right. walk. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I have two clients right it's now. It's too cold out. Mall walking. Yeah. So um, that's good. So, okay. So for tip of this week, besides your water, you add, let's have everyone try to add in something new, something small in one of those little pockets of like content. Yep. Create some wins, some small wins and knock them down. Yeah, exactly. Build some momentum. So we're a week out from Christmas show. So we'll be doing merry and bright next week. Won't we? Yes. Unless I. I love Christmas. Oh, <laughs> Lou, you love Christmas. My foot. Bah humbug. That's fine. Says Lou. All right. So everyone, um, if you have not seen um, all the holiday podcasts from the past uh, month, please go and look and listen to any of your favorite podcast channels to hear your daily game face. And we will be back next week with bells on. Have a great Christmas week. bells. <laughs>